0: Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed medical management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Thank you so much for joining us son. WellMed Radio, delighted to have you with us. I'm Ron Aaron, your co host, along with Dr. Marisa Charles, a doctor of osteopathy, who joins us as she does every week for WellMed Radio. She is a PCP, primary care provider, at a WellMed clinic here in San Antonio uh, at Ingram. And as always, Marisa, it is great seeing you.
1: It's great to see you too, Ron. How's it going?
0: Now, for those of you on the radio, we Zoom calls so we see each other, which helps us read uh, body language. And Reese always gives me the cue when I have to cut off and go to a spot. So thank you very much for doing that. And 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 I want to congratulate you. And I want to thank you for joining us on Saturday on another program that we do called GPA Live for the Global Pain Association. Uh, Dr. Charles was our expert guest talking about seniors and chronic pain. And if any of our listeners to Women Radio want to hear that, just go to the uh, GPA, Global Pain Association, Facebook page, and you can download and play and listen uh, to that broadcast. And uh, Dr. Charles did a great job. I learned a lot listening uh, mm-hmm. to something that I qualify for, a senior <laughs> who occasionally has aches and pains. So <laughs> thank you for doing that. And one of the things we're going to talk about today, and it was really interesting, when uh, Dr. Vanessa Salinas uh, joined us here on this Zoom call, both of you just lit up when you realized you knew each other from your residency. Where in Corpus Christi?
1: That's right. It's the Cor- Corpus Christi Family Practice Residency Program, so CCFPRP. <laughs> that was in so Corpus. cool to
0: see you that animated. And uh, Dr. Salinas is with the Wilmot at North McCall Clinic in McAllen, down in the RGV. Uh, she uh, Uh, Received her medical degree from Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, completed her family medicine residency at Corpus Christi Family Medicine in Corpus Christi. Dr. Salinas is board certified in family medicine. And Vanessa, we really appreciate you coming on WellMed Radio. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I'm
0: excited to be here. So, talk to us a little bit about women's health, the topic that uh, uh, you indicated you want to talk about. Uh, Is it different from guy health?
2: So, I was really excited to get this topic and it starts kind of each year on Mother's Day. I am kind of a new mom. I have a son who's gonna be three soon. So um I know how hard it is kind of to juggle your your duties as a mom and then professionally as well. So sometimes we don't always take our health um we don't prioritize this and sometimes we take it for granted. So I think it's a perfect time to to talk about it, especially kind of the kickoff being Mother's Day.
0: So congratulations on your baby. That's really cool. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and it's not just moms. You know, a lot of us kind of fall into the the caregiver caregiver role. So, you know, some, some women help care for their children, for their parents, for their partners. Um, I come from a family who went into the education field. So I have a lot of teachers um, in my family. There's nurses, physicians, first responders who are really good about taking care of other people, but not always so great about taking care of themselves. So I'm glad that we get to highlight it and, and talk about this. Well, why is
0: it that, you know, when when you point out, and you're quite right, uh, that women, both of you qualify as women, Dr. Charles and Dr. Salinas, uh, you are so incredibly good at giving to others. But when it comes to yourself, you kind of downplay it. Oh, I'll, I'll get to that later. I don't have to worry about that. I'll get to the doctor someday.
2: Right, yeah, we have a lot of women, a lot of female patients our seniors who even just because of the pandemic kind of pushed everything to the side and, and kind of you know put a, a hold on getting their preventative screenings done and going to the doctor and talking to them about their mental health. So more people are getting vaccinated, more people are secure about kind of venturing out and seeking those, those screenings. So it, it's great to see.
0: And Dr. Charles, among your patients, Uh, you obviously have men and women Uh, do you find that uh, while men never go to the doctor and never want to come in uh, women are putting it off as well
1: you know, uh, Dr. Salinas is right. You know, we saw quite a, a decrease in, um, you know, just the, the routine care visits um, with the pandemic. And as, you know, our the way that our clinics work, that's one of our primary focuses. So we went through a lot of effort trying to find those patients that were registered with us, but had not made it in to, to see the doctor, to try to get them in, to try to talk to them about the importance of their routine screening. Um, mammograms, for one. And I can understand, with, you know, a pandemic occurring that, you know, some women may not want to put themselves at that risk to go to a facility to get a mammogram done. And yet it's so important.
0: Let's stay with us just a minute. For those of you who may have just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. And on our WellMed Radio hotline from uh, McAllen, Texas, Dr. Vanessa Salinas, who's at WellMed at North McCall. And we're delighted to have her on board. There are also medical requirements, medical differences, preventive testing uh, different for men and women. Dr. Salinas, what is it you recommend when when you see a patient first visit, uh, a woman comes in, what are the issues that you talk to her about and the kind of preventive tests that you look at?
2: So Dr. Charles already mentioned one, definitely we talk about breast cancer screening. so, you know, as far as the recommendations, they, they kind of differ for everybody, but but def- definitely, you know, we like to screen women starting at the age of 50 through 74, and that's for women who are average risk. So, you know, at a minimum, you want to be getting your... Um, mammograms done every two years. Every two years, Some women prefer to get tests annually. There's sort of kind of a gray area between ages 40 to 45 and 45 to 49, just kind of depending on what um, college specialist you're referencing. But definitely some women that have a family history of breast cancer, even those who just kind of prefer earlier screening, definitely that's a reason to get out and speak to your doctor.
0: And then what else?
2: So cervical cancer screening, we have a lot of younger patients who are, you know, relatively healthy, relatively active, and they don't necessarily go out and, and seek a doctor. But, you know, reproduct- reproductive health is important. Um, also, mental health is important. So for those those younger women out there, definitely you want to come in and have a conversation with your doctor about, at a minimum, getting your pap smear and then kind of take the conversation from there.
0: Now, you mentioned mental health, and, and you touched on this a little while ago, but there's no question that uh, with COVID-19, for many, many folks sequestered, uh, quarantined in their homes, uh, depending on whether they have kids or not, uh, or, or a spouse or a significant other, uh, the challenge of being in your home 24-7, months on end, took a toll on a lot of people. Dr. Charles, you're shaking your head. Yeah, right?
1: Takes Absolutely. a toll on you well you know the the isolation i think has been very difficult for so many of our of our patients you know in, in my patient age group you know so many of them had the the senior centers where they would um congregate and have these social interactions and i think as humans we're not really meant to be loners we're not meant to be lone wolves we're supposed to um we do better when we have a community when we have You know, friends, family that are around us. So with the pandemic, you know, people weren't seeing their family members, you know, sometimes not hugging their grandkids, you know, not, you know, being exposed because we did see situations where a a family got together for a very small gathering and often it was the most senior member that contracted the coronavirus and did not do well. So um, we've got a lot of, I think, emotional trauma from those experiences. So many people lost close loved ones, uh, matriarchs, patriarchs of the families. And so we're. it's gonna take some time to recover, I think. But I do see now that people are vaccinated and the restrictions are being lifted slowly, slowly, that we are will be able to start um, getting together safely at some of the senior centers. Um, so that we can start having that camaraderie and the, the you know, interactions again.
0: Some of the great news clips I've seen on CNN uh, and and locally are when uh, the little grandchild runs over and hugs grandma, who hasn't seen that little baby uh, in, in months and months and months. It's pretty cool to see that.
1: It's just heartbreaking that that happened, you know, that we had to go through that in the first place. But I consider it quite the blessing that we are seeing the, the the vaccination rates increasing, and so that little by little the the volume of cases will continue to decrease.
0: Talk to me a little bit about uh, Dr. Salinas. Uh, in addition to uh, COVID-19, which one would hope all of your patients have been vaccinated, and that uh, now that the curve has changed, so that there's more vaccine than people getting it, uh, it's easier and easier to get it. Uh, what other vaccines uh, do you recommend for men and women who come into your clinic?
2: So we're definitely a little bit of a ways off, but it's never a bad time to talk about the influenza vaccine. So we definitely want to be getting our flu shots. Um, I mean, we're already kind of in May, you know, by September is, is kind of October is when we, we start offering them. So um, definitely that's something that you want to get every year. Um, for our seniors, we also talk about the Shingrix vaccine. You know, anybody who's gone through shingles knows how awful that situation can be. So, definitely, um, you want get, to get that vaccine done. And then, talking about kind of um, respiratory illnesses, going back to COVID and flu, definitely, you want to protect yourself against bacterial infections. And so, there's the, the Prebnar um, vaccine, which protects you against uh, pneumococcal, which is a bacterial infection.
0: Now, are there two different Pneumonia vaccines?
2: Yeah, So the older one was the pneumovax vaccine. A lot of us have, or a lot of the, our seniors have already gotten that, but there's a new one that came out, which is Prevnar, um, and that one will protect you against some additional strains. And for some, newly
0: minted seniors, do they need both?
2: So for our, our seniors who are naive, either. who have never gotten any, I would say that they need to start with the Prevnar vaccine.
0: And then get the other one as well or not?
2: Um, I think that for some seniors, um, there is an indication to, yes. So definitely, I would go out there and and talk to your doctor about which one or both is is right for you.
0: And now in some communities, we've seen an uptick in measles. Uh, Is that something that you uh, look at for seniors? Because many of us had measles as kids and never had a vaccine.
2: So I, I don't remember the exact indication. I don't want to to say something um, that that's incorrect, but definitely talking about vaccines that kind of maybe wane over time. Um, the pertussis vaccine is going to be important, especially if you have anybody who maybe um, you have a grandkid coming into your household. You definitely want
1: to be um, talking to your doctor about getting that pertussis vaccine done. Yeah.
0: Which is I don't think cough. I've
1: seen a lot of recommendations for boosting for measles as adults. I think, you know, usually, you know, we've been exposed now, people that are severely immunocompromised, you know, if there were to be an outbreak, perhaps it would be helpful to boost, but I don't think we would do it routinely. The, the Tdap for sure, the pertussis, absolutely um, is right, a good idea to, to
0: do. I'm say Stay with me, both of you. We're going to come right back. I'm Ron Aaron. Co-host Dr. Marisa Charles is with us and on our WellMed Radio hotline uh, down in, uh, in in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, Dr. Vanessa Salinas, you're listening to WellMed Radio.
2: You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its Emotional Support Helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number, and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866 342 six eight nine two one more time eight six six
1: three four
2: two six eight nine two
0: well, we are so pleased you were with us here on Wellmet Radio and on our Wellmet Radio hotline uh, from the Rio Grande Valley, we're talking to Vanessa Salinas. Dr. Salinas is at WellMed at North McCall, and she is a graduate of the Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. So Dr. Salinas, uh, among your patients, because we know women outlive men in significant ways, uh, are, are most of your patients women?
1: No, I don't know. I've never thought about that. Maybe. Huh. Yeah, I think I might have a little bit more women than men, but but I think we still have a good a good uh, combination good. of both. Yeah, We're I do have good. one gentleman that is 99 that is male. Um, so we do see, you know, some of our male patients living a little longer, too. But I think most of my, you know, 100 plus year old patients are female, I think.
0: Do you have many who are over 100?
1: Not many, maybe two. Okay. I think I've had one.
0: One. And is there a secret for living that long? And the answer of course is be a well med patient. But what of what course. else is the secret? Yeah.
1: I think nutrition, exercise, staying active, good family support. Some people I think it's just sheer will. You know. <laughs> They're just <laughs> <always> <laughs> tough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna die. <laughs> I will not. I will outlive everybody. Right. So yeah. I like that.
0: Well, you mentioned exercise, so let me uh, come to Dr. Salinas, uh, because as, as I've discovered uh, doing med Radio for a number of years now, if there is a magic bullet for anything, it's exercise. Whatever is wrong with you, the answer always is, oh, and you need to exercise.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I think that that's a message that we try to get out at every visit. I think it's really important to stay active, to spend time outdoors in the sunshine, and to be physically active. I think kind of a target would be trying to be active for at least 30 minutes out of your day, but that doesn't really apply to everybody. There's not really like a one-size-fits-all approach to physical activity in our seniors. We have some women who have limitations, either, you know, they're not as mobile as they used to be, they may be a little bit dizzy, so I I think you have to find a routine that fits your needs, something based on your age, your stage of life, and, any, um, and, and whatever abilities you have at the time.
0: So for your patients who come in, and let's go back to that first touch, first visit patient, uh, do you bring up a question of, gee, what do you do to stay active?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's probably the first or second question that I ask before we get into that, all the medical history and and medications. Definitely. I just, I like to say, you know, how do you pass the time? Are you retired? What do you do with your day? If you're still working, how do you find time to to still be active and, and focus on your health? So it's very important.
0: Now, what kind of answers do you get?
2: Well, some women are, I have some women that that just do not stop. I think they have an internal battery that never dies and they're always going and it's great for their physical and, and for their, and for, and for their mental health as well. But, you know, some women do have limitations. So sometimes we talk about, well, you know, you might not be able to get on the stationary bike or maybe go walking, but you can do stationary exercises while you're in bed on a chair, you can go outside and work in your garden. So I think that there's something. Um, that anybody can do that lots of
1: people can do we just have to kind of tease that out
0: and with your patients dr charles
1: similar um i do have a lot of patients that enjoy gardening um that you know well for for women a lot of times it's it's housework it's you know mopping and sweeping the whole house i mean that can count, you know, (laughs) as exercise, Um, you know, I try to encourage them, if they're able to um, get some walking in, some people just get into bad habits and end up spending a lot of their day sitting. And that is probably one of the worst things that you can do for your back if you're able to walk and able to get out there and get some some activity, even like I'll tell people turn on the radio and dance in the kitchen, Um, you know, just something to get your heart rate going. I know I've recently um, heard coaching that talked about hey, try to tie it to something else. So, you know, you're going to have a meal. So, maybe after every single meal, try to go for a short walk, five minutes, 10 minutes, if that's all you tolerate. And um, it is cumulative. So, we talk about 30 minutes, but you can do 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening, and there's your 30 minutes. So, it doesn't have to be a minute here, a minute there. Like, you know, one and, of the things that I did here in the office is I have a standing desk now because, um, the you know, doing a lot of sitting was actually hurting my back and, and it, um, it, you know, it, it's detrimental for health as well. So now during the clinic day, I try to sit less and just kind of keep my desk upright so that I'm standing more during the day.
0: It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And for those who, Dr. Uh, Salinas, who come to you and say, "Gee, I know I should exercise, I just don't know how to get started." Yeah, I know. them off.
2: Yeah, I just say, you know, not not exercise doesn't come naturally to everybody, and so sometimes you have to start little, but little changes make a drastic difference. So, you know, if you start today and you're only able to be active for five minutes out of your day, that's okay. Then maybe tomorrow you shoot for five and a half, or you do six minutes, and just try to do something that that's gonna kind of incorporate your day-to-day. So like, just like Dr. Charles mentioned, you know, if, if you're outside, go outside maybe, or if you're doing stuff around the house, turn the radio on and, and dance, find little ways where, where you can move because any movement is going to help you.
0: And talking about walking and, and that type of exercise, what about weightlifting or, or uh, doing some kind of strength conditioning?
2: Yeah, I think any of that stuff is great. I mean, um, you, you even for for some of our patients who maybe have some physical limitations, even just starting with the one pound weight or even stretching exercises are great. We have a lot of patients who have underlying degenerative arthritis, and so um, even just kind of getting you know those exercise bands or, or the yoga balls and, and trying to stretch and do
1: kind of um, a range of motion exercises are great.
0: And Dr. Charles.
1: Yeah, well, we talk a little bit um, also, I mean, if you can do a class, you know, we like the the seated yoga, the sit and be fit type classes for the people that are just getting started and aren't maybe as mobile. If they're tech savvy, you know, accessing YouTube, accessing, you know, videos that they could purchase and, and watch on uh, on a screen at home. The other things, of course, we like um, exercises like Tai Chi is a very good exercise if you can find. I I know I haven't found a lot of classes, but I know they used to offer it at the senior center sometimes. So looking for um, classes like that that might be available in your community is always a good thing to do. Now, I know
0: the uh, senior centers in San Antonio, uh, several of them have put literally dozens and dozens of exercise classes Uh, available online and you don't have to be a member it's available free right?
1: Absolutely yes so I know that they do that our our Doris Griffin Senior Center here next door definitely offers online classes to try to help people stay active in during the the pandemic when you're having to stay separated and isolated so.
0: So uh, Dr. Salinas we've got a couple minutes left and before we gotta end this party because we're all having a good time Uh, what haven't we asked you about women's health that you'd like to talk about.
2: Um, i think we mentioned some some great ones you know nutrition is really really important um, and so definitely making sure that you're getting your vegetables in there your protein you know some of our seniors should think about doing like a vitamin d fortified diet as well for bone strength that's definitely important um, and maybe even taking some time to focus out on some some bad habits we all kind of have our, our little vices right but you know we have some seniors who who still smoke we have some seniors that maybe drink a a little bit more than they should. So I think it's it's any little thing helps. So cutting back on on, on tobacco use, cutting back on alcohol use, any of that would definitely be a positive in, in, in your favor regarding your health.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to emphasize, even if you've smoked all your life and you figure, well, wow, you know, I'm 75 years old, why should I quit now? The answer is it still is beneficial to quit.
2: Right, it is never too late and yet
0: and we know how addictive tobacco is uh when you talk with patients about smoking uh are they receptive
2: um i think so i kind of always tell patients well it's my job to nag right so we try to bring it up at every visit but sometimes just having that ongoing discussion. They might not be ready today, but maybe they'll be ready in a month and maybe they'll need some help. Or maybe they think that they can do a cold turkey. But I think it's something that we should always be talking about and seeing, you know, how receptive somebody is to even just cutting back by a cigarette a day is is, is a milestone.
0: Wow. Dr. Yeah, challenge you have patients who smoke?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. We still have some patients that smoke. Um, And sometimes it's just, you know, bringing it up is important, you know, and that's why we do screen for that every year. Um, Some people, you know, really haven't had anybody tell them straight to their face, hey, you need to stop smoking. Like, you really need to make this a priority. So, um of course, there are patients that are just not ready and if and if that 's the case, you know okay we 'll talk about it next time. No need to to press the subject, but sometimes they are ready, and they just need that extra little nudge. Just need to hear it one more time from somebody, so we do like to bring that up. Hey, are you still smoking? Is there anything that we can do to maybe help there 's medications available, some people are able to tolerate some of the medicines that are available to help um, reduce the cravings for the nicotine. And um, so absolutely. Do we recommend that patients stop smoking? 100%. Yes.
0: And, and I know that at uh, your clinics, when your patients come in for their annual or every six months, uh, you do depression screenings and many mental status checks. I we had do. mine the other day when I went to see my PCP. Uh, they let me leave alone. So I figured I had passed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Memory testing. We do. That's something that Medicare wants us to do for everybody these days. And so, yes. We're absolutely trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm okay.
0: And yet my little hairs stand up on my arm when they say those words. We're going to do a little mini mental test. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, no. But I passed. You I got passed. it, Ron. No worries.
0: Thank you. Hey, Dr. Salinas, we got to run. I thank you so much for joining us. And again, they can find you at the Wilmot at North McCall Clinic in McAllen. You have a great day. Thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Okay, Good to see you, you, take you Vanessa. Care.
1: Thank
0: you. there they are residency pals Dr. Charles thank you I'm Ron Aaron for Dr. Marisa Charles thank you for joining us on WellMed Radio thank you for listening to WellMed Radio a service of WellMed medical management we welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net and please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio